Hi there, and welcome to Redefining Outbound, a podcast series for sales leaders. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Stubbs, UK Sales Director here at Cognizant. I'll be interviewing a range of forward-thinking sales leaders on how and why B2B buying behavior has changed. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Outbound. I'm Joe Stubbs, Director of Sales here at Cognizant. And today we're delighted to welcome our guest, Kira Flaherty, EMEA sales leader at Clavio. Kira, welcome. Thank you very much, Joe. Happy to be here. <laughs> um, to kick off, would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners? Absolutely, I'd love to. So, as Joe mentioned, my name's Kira Flaherty. I um, very fresh in role at Clavio. I have been here just about five weeks. So, yes, soaking all that up. And prior to Clavio, I was sales manager at Outreach for three and a half years. Um, so, yes, excited to chat today. <laughs> well, uh, really, really excited to have you here, Kira. Um, we always ask our guests this. So my first question is, what does Redefining Outbound mean to you? Oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so Redefining Outbound and what that means to me is essentially Outbound is critical for all sales teams. And Redefining Outbound is ensuring that you can think on your feet and that you are adaptable. So in today's market, very, very different to what it was when I started as uh, one of the first AEs in outreach back in 2020. Um, today, when we are thinking about outbound, keyword is personalization. Um, I think that is what we need to focus on and happy to dive into that in the call today, Joe. Yeah, you know what? I'd love to dive into it now. Um, I've been around, you know, marketing, advertising, tech for many a year and, um, you know, personalization. It's one of those buzzwords, right? We all try and um, aspire to it and achieve it, but it's actually quite hard to do. So what's your approach? How, how do you think we should be really tackling personalization? So I think what we are doing today and at Clavio, like we are really day in day out we're 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 advising our customers on how critical it is to add personalization hey whether it be b2b b2c customers want to feel special <laughs> prospects want to feel like you understand them and the only way to show that is to show the research that you've done and to show that it's a well-researched call. One of our great SDRs I worked with previously on his cold calls, he says, hey, this is so-and-so. I want to make sure that I am using your time wisely. This is a very re well-researched call. So instantly you are sitting up in your seat. Hmm, well-researched call. Why is that? Why, why should I listen to you any further? So I think lis listening making sure you understand what the pains are, what the challenges are, what the goals are. That's how you can really ensure that you are using your prospects time wisely. Yeah, love that. Absolutely. 
Just so curious, just to go back to um, you know your time at outreach, um, looking back on LinkedIn, I think you joined there the latter part of 2020. Yeah. Um, interesting year, interesting time for um, you know for most of us. Um, keen to just understand you know what it was like joining at that time and you know how your career because you joined as an IC, so how your kind of career developed from there in what were challenging times. Absolutely. So yeah, I moved over from Dublin over to London, July 2020. And yeah, that was very interesting, to say the least. Everyone kept telling me, oh, it was way funner before the pandemic. And I thought, oh, great. Well, I'm here now. Um, but I was maybe the first or I was my uh, account executive number three at Outreach EMEA. And it was a completely different landscape in terms of what we were selling into. We were selling into a growth at all costs era where um, sales teams, uh, marketing teams, sales operations teams were generally our ideal customer profile. And they were planning ahead for when the uh, pandemic was uh, over. And they were talking about doubling their team size and how we were going to support them. And budget was rarely holding people back. They were had big plans, big growth plans. Today, completely different, completely different. We are uh, trying to sell to a market that is absolutely not the growth at all costs era. It is, let's use what we have. Let's focus on the path to profitability. Let's reduce our tech stack if possible. And often teams are actually consolidating and reducing their headcount. So we want to make sure that we are bringing our value on every single call at every opportunity and really focusing on being curious and bringing back the challenges, the goals, the pains consistently when speaking with prospects is so critical in today's selling environment. So it's, it's much tougher out there. And I think the salespeople that are going to be doing well are the ones that are going to be adapting and focusing on those um, those areas. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more. And certainly, you know, what we're looking to instill at Cognizant for sure. Um, mm. You mentioned that in today's market, you know, about being resourceful, personal, you know, thoughtful outbound. Um, again, you know, 100% agreement, like absolutely. Um, and we talked about some of what that looks like, but how do you encourage that in your team? I suppose, what are like the practical tips you can give our listeners for, you know, how you can ensure that you stay on track and, you know, you are being resourceful and, you know, we're being efficient and, you know, it's not growth at all costs. So like, how do we instill that in our teams? Yeah, for sure. I think going back to the ways of being really, really curious salespeople, um, I'm, I'm not going to tell you anything that is going <laughs> to be super complicated here. It's just going to be going back to the basics, really making sure that putting yourself in the prospect's shoes, right? So yeah. imagine you are in a, in a shoe shop and someone comes over to you and they, oh, you should get these shoes. Th these look good. Everyone's getting them. You, you have no idea what I'm looking for. What, why should I look at these shoes? 
you need to ask the questions. Hey, I've looked at your website. Hey, I've done my research. Hey, we're actually working with other companies who are doing very similar things to you and being so focused on asking open-ended questions as well. As salespeople, famously, we're chatters. We can often chat and talk our way out of a deal. So I think (laughs) plain and simple, shut up and listen (laughs) to what your prospect is telling you Um, and really repeating back what they are telling you, what they're interested in, the challenges they're trying to solve. Keeping it super simple, asking them why, being curious. If you have a question in your head, ask it. Don't hold back. I think that is bringing it back to basics is what I'm really encouraging my team to do, especially being new in role as well. I don't want to come in here and make loads of changes. Hey, change this, change this, change the whole entire discovery process. No, no. Hey, let's make little tweaks or bring it back to basics so that people can be successful. Yeah, love that story. Back to basics, something we should all be focusing on from sure. Um, (laughs) Do you see that then permeating through the whole customer journey? So, you know, it's something that, you know, running good discovery, asking open any questions, being curious, you know, you would hope that you know most AEs would be adopting that but do you also see that the responsibility of the SDRs you know our kind of frontline salespeople looking to start an engagement with the prospects and client yeah definitely I think listen we're human beings right I think at the end of the day if you can have a human conversation um it's so critical like for example we are selling all day every day we're having similar conversations all day every day so it's so critical to remember that people aren't buying every day people want to buy for sure they don't want to be sold to so we need to remember to give plenty of examples hey we've got a customer in a similar position to you The spray and pray model is no longer working. You you simply won't get the ROI. It's wasting your time. It's, It's clogging up your customers' emails. Forget it. When it comes to personalization, it could be something as simple as remembering a prospect's birthday or remembering an anniversary of when their their company was created. Something as simple as that. It makes people stop in their tracks and think, oh, this person's been listening to me or, oh, this person's done their research. So, yeah, again, I'm going to say like a broken record here, Joe, but like keeping it super simple is going to see success for for the reps. And, And using plenty of examples, tell a story. Tell a story. Don't feature dump. No one cares about that. No one cares about the features. It's so unimportant. We want to make sure that we tell a story don't make the prospect feel like they're silly, that they don't understand. Give them examples, take them along a story, a journey, and that's how you're going to be successful today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, certainly, I think the um, you know the theme there of storytelling and um, you know social proof is, is so important. So let's yeah, we'll put a pin on that. I definitely want to dive into that <laughs> momentarily. Um, 
I'd love just to um, actually dig into one of the topics that you spoke about at the Sales Expo last year um, around mitigating risk through scenario planning. Um, for our listeners who perhaps you know didn't um, you know um, see that talk, um, are you able just to expand on that for them? Yeah, of course. So again, just to tie it all in is sellers. We sell all day, every day. Buyers, they're it's a big decision. And and as a seller, you want to make your buyer look good internally, mitigate any risk, and to help them feel comfortable with the purchase. So when it comes to scenario planning, you want to make sure that you are giving them insights into what a deal cycle usually looks like. So we are talking through what steps are usually taken throughout that deal cycle and taking them on that journey. Hey, this is what we usually see. Is this your internal process as well? If not, no worries, just something to consider and what we've seen before. However, no need to add this in. We, do, we wanna keep this as simple and straightforward as, pros, as possible. If you find that your, your buyer is engaged, great, that's a, that's a really positive buying signal. If they are making sure to make comments or give, give, give feedback or change certain elements that are involved in the deal cycle, awesome, no problem. However, if they're not engaged, if they're not giving feedback, if they're not responsive, if they're maybe not really being involved as they should be, that is also a buying signal, but it's a negative buying signal. And I think let's not waste time. Call it out. Hey, doesn't feel like you're as engaged as what we usually see at this stage in the deal. Am I missing something? What, what's stopping you from feeling comfortable in moving forward and progressing this deal cycle? So I think um, if you have a feeling, always call it out, of course, communicate it in a clear and respectful way. <laughs> but I think it's always call it out straight away. Let's not go along with a deal cycle, come to the end and it's not looking good and waste all that time. Call it out as early as possible. So that now you're not wasting your time, which is so valuable. You're not wasting the prospect's time and you can move on and get after some good pipeline. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think often what separates, you know, good rep from a great rep is the ability to disqualify and not be afraid to disqualify. Um, you never know. Sometimes a negative approach might actually, you know, get a positive response, um, which I think, you know, what you're alluding to. But yeah, at the end of the day, don't be afraid to call it out um, and disqualify. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so a lot of this lose to, you know, the idea of the, the consultative you know, sell other consultative approach, absolutely. Um, a topic that a lot of sales leaders are talking about. Um, what does the, or a consultative seller mean to you? For instance, is it a heavy reliance on more refined discovery sk uh, call skills? Um, is it um, around, you know, what you were talking about a minute ago about, you know, kind of really managing the process and, um, you know, coaching our champions and our stakeholders in how they should be navigating the deal internally? Or is it something completely different? Hmm. I think it's, it all comes back to the type of environment we're selling into, right? 
the the top things I'm hearing from from buyers is that their business goals is path to profitability, consolidation, reducing headcount, all these things that make it difficult to sell into. So being a consultative seller is more important than ever. Getting that mutual trust, I think, is is quite important. Making the, the buyer feel heard and being honest. I think from my experience at Outreach where I was hybrid rep, meaning I kept what I caught for my first couple of months there. Then we broke it into a new logo and a growth model. And then they brought it back to hybrid again. Again, we're adapting to the type of selling environment we have at the time. So making sure that you're aware of what a good deal looks like and what a good deal looks like to the business is more important than ever. And being a consultative seller you're able to not shy away from those difficult conversations or shy away from calling risk out in the deal. Another element that is, or an example of being a consultative seller is say if a deal stalls and your prospect has gone dark on you, shock horror, it happens, I know. What is really beneficial to do, and again, being a human being, in the subject line of an email or a text, whatever whatever way you're communicating with your prospect at the time, is everything okay? Question mark in your subject line. As a human being, if I got an email that said, is everything okay? And everything was okay, but for some reason, maybe I, my decision maker was out of office or what have you, I wouldn't want someone worrying about me (laughs) on a personal (laughs) level. So what I tended to see, and we were tracking it all, is we got such a good reply rate to this subject line of, is everything okay? Because people don't want you to worry about them unnecessarily. And if there is risk, they'll call it out there and then. The amount of times I had forecast call or pipeline reviews and I say, hey, shoot off an email there or text asking, is everything okay? We haven't heard from you in five days. The amount of times that we'd get a response within the minute because that was just engaging with that that human side is so critical because at the end of the day, I I said it before, (laughs) we are all humans. Things, Things can happen. Things can come up. And you'll get a reason, you'll get an answer, whether it's the answer you want or not, you'll get an answer usually. Yeah, amazing. Um, Just for clarity, what would you put in the body of that email or text? You would say, is everything okay? Would you then follow that up or just keep it nice? (laughs) Yeah, I'd I'd definitely write, give a bit more of of a clarification. I'd say something along the lines of, hey, quick follow up, Mr. Prospect. We haven't spoken in the last couple of days, wanted to make cho- make sure that we are aligned on your, uh, say, chosen implementation date or chosen decision date of, say, the end of February. Are we still on track? Um, 
but I think once you have them click on the email and open it up, they they will respond. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've we've seen really really good response rate with that one. Oh yeah, top tip. Another variant <laughs> of that is the uh, "Have I offended you?" email, but it's a bit oh. it's a bit riskier, and uh, I wouldn't advise that necessarily unless you have a certain relationship with your prospect. <laughs> yeah, a bit more tongue in cheek, but I I like that. I might try that one myself, Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to be used at you know opportune moments for sure. Um, nice. Um, Kira, you've um, recently joined um, Claveo. Uh, first of all, massive congratulations. A bit late into the, the podcast to say that, but massive congrats. What's your first month look like? Yeah, great question. Um, so on week three, I was really thrown into the, the deep end. Um, and why I say that is we had our SKO in Las Vegas, Nevada. So, <laughs> um, of course, um, I really was still trying to soak up everything and, and make sure that <laughs> I didn't let the distractions that Vegas can often offer uh, get in the way of my uh, getting to know my team and getting to know the global team and really soaking up all the new product releases as, as much as I could. Um, it's been a, a real moment of back to basics and being curious as a sales leader. Um, like uh, having all these amazing platforms and tools at our fingertips to listen to as many calls as we could possibly uh, desire and, and, and look back on emails and templates and sequences that are working well for the team. Um, and, and, just being in that obser observation mode and learning mode um, is so critical when you're new to a business. And when the time is right, I think it's so critical to, to pick up on themes rather than jumping in straight away, ask the questions, be curious, get make sure you fully understand a process before you start making suggestions, I think is is how I <laughs> would like my sales leader to come in and, and coach me. So uh, that's how I choose to approach it myself. So yeah, fifth weekend and I'm, I'm starting to, to bring some ideas, some uh, pitch off comp competitions, like elevator pitch competitions, uh, team versus team, having fun with it as well. Is, is something that um, I'm hoping to, to bring as a, as a, as an additional element for sure. And don't forget doing podcasts as well. Doing podcasts. Exactly. <laughs> there we are. There we are. Watch this space. Um, okay. Um, Kira, keen to hear, you know, again, a question we ask um, all of our interviewees is how are you thinking about your playbook for success for 2024? Uh, we've heard a lot of the key components, I suppose, but um, any other specific priorities of areas of focus for you? Yeah, for sure. I think something, <laughs> I, I, I spoke to some of my team today uh, in our one-to-ones, and I think it's so easy to get caught up in, say, your number. And there's such a focus around, I need to hit my number, I need to hit, hit my number. But there's also an important element of self-development as well. So making sure that you make time for yourself and take a step back and look how far you've come is so critical. 
Um, so for example, I really want my team to make time to listen to podcasts and, and listen to fresh ideas of, of how to be the best salespeople they can be. Um, as well as, as building their internal brand, building their external brand, making sure that they have a mentor, um, whether again, that be external or internal, I think reminding people of the importance of longer term goals is, is so critical because we can get so caught up in, okay, deals, number, Salesforce, outreach, <laughs> outbound. It's, it, it's so easy just to get so, so in the weeds that reminding people, hey, take a step back check out how far you've come. Awesome. Let's, what's working well? What worked well for you? And then, hey, what's the plan? Two years time, three years time. How can I support you? How can I help you be the best you can be? That's, that's definitely something I've been talking to my team a lot lately. Awesome. And I'm sure they're going to benefit from that. So, um, Kira, look, you've been amazing. Thanks so much for joining us today. Um, lots of, uh, tips and advice for our listeners for sure so um yeah thank you so much you've been great um have a good rest of the day thanks Emil joe you too it's a pleasure <laughs> bye-bye